Weektime, daytime, anytime, cheap show time. Eli Silverman, that's Paul Gannon. It's cheap show time. Thank you, everybody. Fucking cold open done, right? What we got coming up on the show? Play yeah. the fucking shit. I don't fucking care. I'm Eli Silverman. Fucking <laughs> hell, all right. I was going to do something really kind of sedate and relaxed. No. I was going to go, I was going to call me and go, Hello there, everybody. Welcome to Cozy Pod. I am your cozy host, Cozy Ken. Cozy, and I, cuddly, you know fuzzy what I Ken. Like? They you used to call like? you Fuzzy Ken. No, they've only they used ever to call called... you Dick Dick Splash Ken. I only agreed to come on this show if you wouldn't bring up my past. Listen, and you've ruined listen it. Dick's so-called Cuddly Ken. I'm not Dick. I... No, my name's Cuddly Ken, and I'm a nice cuddling man. I like to cuddle. That's not what I've got here. What That's have you not got what there? Got here. Dick Splash Dick Hole Ken. Well, no, Dickhole was never and official. Also I known was... as Knob Jockey Ken, also known as Matted Hair Ken, with his <laughs> <laughs> Eli. <laughs> fuck off! What? my lovely, cuddly new character. It wasn't working. When you didn't give him a chance, you why just can't you just, just play along with me? Eh? Hey? Why can't you just play along with me? Yeah, because yours was Hello, I'm Eli. Shout, shout, shout! Fuck this show. We play the let's credits. Start again. We'll start again. No, no, we we'll start no. again. No, let's start again. All right, then three, two. One, hello there, I'm Cuddly Ken, and I don't half like tossing off fucking... <laughs> I don't know. No! You're right. You start were right. Again. We'll start again? No. <laughs> I don't want to. I was going to be your more. mate. All right, let's do it again. One more, one, right. one for the road. I'll come along as your mate, yeah? All right. But don't say about tossing off anyone. All right, well, I promise. I promise I won't talk about that. Just say, here I'm we Cuddly go. Ken, welcome to Cheap Show. All right. All right, here All we right. go. <laughs> All right, then. Okay. Hello there, I'm Cuddly Ken. It's my weekly cuddle podcast where I cuddle up with a special friend and we have a nice chat around the fire. And I've got a good friend with me now coming in oh, for a cuddle. I'm coming over, Ken. Hello. Oh, who is, who the, is this then? I'm fucking coming over. Uh, fucking coming. Oh, it's a bit uncomfortable for me. Oh, well, I'm... Hello, it's my good friend, Unwanted Erection Eric. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Cuddle Ken, and Unwanted Erection Eric is oh, here. It's quite inappropriate, but I've got oh. a fucking huge stiffy. Come and give, uh, come and give me a cuddle. No, I don't think oh, it's the right here, moment. Get close. <laughs> no, I can no, feel it. I don't want you to get the wrong message. I can feel it on me thigh. I don't want you to get the wrong. I can feel it on me thigh. It's pulsing. Don't get the wrong impression, okay? Because I'm a happily married man. And it's like a curious mole. Went in the winking out the ground, didn't he? I, I can it is. Aye. And that's this week's <laughs> cold open. <laughs> no. I hate you and your fucking noodle posse. People love noodles. It's just a fact of cheap show you're gonna have to learn to fucking accept. Cheap show. Sometimes I want to give up on the artistic. Can't <laughs> <laughs> give up on the artistic Two endeavor. Seconds in. I used to think of myself as an artist. You Paul. are a piss artist. Oh. Yes. Ha ha ha. Welcome to Cheap Show. It's an economy comedy <laughs> podcast. I've already said all this. I mean, honestly. Yeah, but because you shout know. it, no I didn't one hears shout it. it. When I you said shout. happy daytime time time. 
Yeah, that trope. So you, what? Come on, it's pure, pure trope. I'm not going to do a single trope or cliche for the next hour. I promise. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. That's a trope. Yeah, you didn't know. spot that. I well, did. Well, well, I spotted it and I pointed it out to you. <laughs> What's going on Paul, here? Let me interject at this moment. Oh, I'm having a grape. <laughs> You're having a grape. Are those your grapes? Yeah. Don't spoil your um your appetite because uh, we have a cheap eats USA coming up. I can't up, wait we? for that. Yes, this week. On the podcast of your dreams, uh, we've gone and searched for charity shops and candies in all our favourite places. Eli's gone to America. I went to uh, Pinner, found some lovely records. So we've got a little bit of a platter and a little bit of a cheap eats for you this week. What a load of fun. It looks like it's going to be a great fun episode for both of us and the listeners, Paul. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it too, mate. And I'm looking forward to having a bit of a cuddle with Ken and One Direction Eric later in the show. I think he went. Eric went back back to the trailer just he said i have to deal with something <laughs> <laughs> he, said, he said he had to make a call or something yeah, no, yeah. that's understandable he's yeah. a busy man um <laughs> so as of this episode going out we'll be in leicester tomorrow we doing our live show and that'll be next week's episode live from the leicester comedy festival uh we're playing that as we speak Anyone who's coming, have fun. If you're bringing something along, please don't make it too huge. I have to take it back to London with me. And just to say, anyone who can't make it, and there are, you know, thousands of you. I know. Millions of you. Uh, I mean, literally millions can't make it. So it's it's fair to say. Well, you could say almost the whole population of the planet. The whole planet won't speak, be able to make it. No one can make it. Yeah. Apart from the hundred. You are the chosen. Yeah, you are the chosen special few. The special few can make it. But... Fear not, rest of the world population, statistically speaking, because you'll be able to listen to it. And we're also going to film it as well. But it will be the following week's episode. So next week's episode, yeah. everyone gets to see what uh, what, what we get up mischief. to. Mischief. And I, I can't wait myself. We've got a lot of fun and games, and I'm unless uh, anything goes wrong, the episode going out as is. Right, or else um, we might do a voiceover bit, introduce the episode. I don't know, do we ever do that? No, not really, don't okay. need to. No, need to. We might put a little bit of colour at the beginning of the end of it just to make it special. A little bit of colour. Podcast experience. What colour? Sort of translucent and then turning white. I'm thinking... Turning opaque. In no, a, in a I'm way like, thinking... A bit like uh, wallpaper paste. No. You know what I'm getting to. Yeah. You know what I'm getting around to. You know what I'm... <laughs> you know what I'm referring to, Paul. Yes, you're talking about... Spank. Genital splash. <laughs> aren't you? I don't know why it's me who always brings it up these days. In both the senses of the term. <laughs> <laughs> you bring it up <laughs> like you regurgitating he food. Up. Like you regurgitating food for a baby now, bird. It brings up an interesting point, which got me in the eye. <laughs> As I was knobbing him off. <laughs> right. Well, obviously Eli's doing a different <laughs> podcast to me this week, so that's fine. He brought up something. Oh, oh you wouldn't dear. just sit there, would you? Oh, I just brought up a bit of spunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, we have it's a fun. Good, we found a new way of referring to spunking, and I'm <laughs> yeah, glad. I just brought up a bit of spunk. <laughs> <laughs> he brought up a difficult, <laughs> like a like a phlegm. Oh. Oh. Uh, is there any other admin? Have you had? I, I'm trying to think if anything exciting's happened. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Oh, I had some admin. Yeah. Paul. Now. Yes. Um, thanks for listening to last week's episode, <laughs> everybody. Me? Yeah. Thank no, you. No, I'm talking to the listenership now. Oh, okay. Yeah. The listener cognoscenti. Yes. <sighs> Are you getting a bit a bit runny? It all kind of came out of your nose. Brought something up. Don't bring that up. Um, <laughs> a little bit of nose cum came out. Oh, no. 
Oh, my nose is fucking spunking everywhere. <laughs> it's like I gave my nose zinc or magnesium. Sorry, I, can't, I forget What which. a delightful image. <sighs> that image of me wanking my nose off is really... <laughs> ruined my train of thought. Ah, at least one thing that I want to correct or fill in. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. All right. From last week's episode. Do you remember? Yes. I, when we got to basically the... Uh, psychological nadir of the whole episode when I had my little mental health lurch. And I wanted to poo in the woods. When we were on the corner of the heath opposite the Masonic Temple. Yeah. I forgot that there was something in the original Brent Cross Mall Twats episode that you spotted in the Wing Yip Chinese supermarket that we've tasted on the show very recently. Do you remember? I couldn't remember what it was. Yeah. It was... Yeah. Ladies' Choice Sandwich Spread. Oh, yes, my God, that is, yes. That is Ladies' Choice Sandwich Spread. Do you I, remember? I, that was right. I do remember listening to that going, that sounds familiar. Why is that familiar? And it turns out it's familiar because we did it recently. Yes. Yeah. And it was quite underwhelming. It was sort of like not quite mayonnaise, yeah. wasn't it? Weird Ma- stuff. may no more like. It was more like may no yes. Paul. Or, you know, may nose nays. Yeah, or <laughs> nose nays. That's, yeah. that's nose spunk, isn't it? Yeah. Back May- to wanking off noses. May no nays. May no nays. <laughs> May no nays. Oh, May no, but no what about nays. Jewish, Yiddish uh, mayonnaise? What? Oi vayonnaise. That's awful. <laughs> Come on. No, not Why is that, that awful? Oi vayonnaise, man. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> the hell. <laughs> All right, what about a town crier? Oh, yay, oh, nays. Oh, yay, oh, nays. No, <laughs> that's... Right. Come on, we're finding stuff Come here on, now. let's keep going. Uh, that's it. And just that's mediocre, it. mediocre mayonnaise. Okay, oh, nays. All right, that's good. All right, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't... Mm. <laughs> what is something which you could say it was like spunk, though? Or, or fanny batter? Spray, oh, nays. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's... I'm going to have to high-five him, everybody. There we go. Oh, lovely. Oh, I caught her in a glancing blow with my spray and ace. Took her home last night, gave her a big <laughs> jar of <laughs> swell man's spray and ace. <laughs> swell man's spray and ace. Oh, oh. good night. <laughs> oh, we have to stop and get this... this episode on track now mate like well we could just begin we're, we're allowed to just begin the podcast oh, I now need something to bring me down to earth that's too yeah. much for me yeah that was ooh, too much for me ooh, we're firing on all on, no. on all cylinder it just makes me laugh <laughs> swellman spray and a's make me laugh <laughs> i can imagine like the, the fucking the logo on the old on the jar old man spunk <laughs> gray and <A's>. <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> oh. Do you think we've got the episode titled yet? Uh, yeah, so, well, it'll be one of those. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's all I wanted to say. Was uh, it was uh, it was Ladies' Choice sandwich? <laughs> Good stuff. It got us to a happy place, so I'm happy with that. Right, let's get this fucking show started. All right. <laughs> well, swell glands. Yeah, there days. you go. Swell I glands. I want to add a little okay. bit more. Swell glands, mayonnaise. <laughs> that's it. Yes, that's now it. we're done. We've reached the end point we've with done. that. We've, we've Funny. peaked. Now, what... Um... Professionally, we've peaked. <laughs> well, yes. Yeah. Um, uh, mm. Which of the two segments that we have for everyone are we going to start with today, Paul? I forgot what you said. Let's start with the cheap eats, please. Okay. Now, I had... Let me just say, these are from the US. Yeah. 
um, basically all provided by the listener, Emma. Oh, my hello, sis- Emma. My Thank you for your candy. And she got a lot of stuff for She's us. She's the one who's agreed to do the microwave videos, yes. yeah, for me? Now, Emma provided all of these for us and also gave me some quite delightful little He-Man Master of the Universe figures. Nice. You know, you know the small ones? Like the ones you get in a blind bag or something? They're like that big. Oh, okay. They're I don't about know. half the size of a standard um, the, the Star new Wars things. figure. Very nice detailing, nice little things. Mm, I've got enough. He-Man, I've got uh, Man of War, I've got... Skeletor? No Skeletor, but I got um, the little wizard floaty. Orco. Thing. He's pretty cool. Orco's lovely. I like Orco. Um, so she gave me some of those stuff, but also we've got so much stuff to get through here, Paul. All right, well, let's crack on then. Okay, do you want to start with sweet or savoury? Oh, savoury, please. I want to end on I'm a sweet note. I'm going to hand you this, and then I'm going to have to get some stuff for us to eat it with. Oh, me, I don't <laughs> want to fucking eat this. Every time you go away, you come back with what? sick meat. It- <laughs> This is devil meat, quite literally. It's devil it's premium ham. quality. What makes it deviled? They add spices. What kind of Have you had a deviled egg? No. What does make something deviled? Oh. Deviled kidneys you can have, can't you? I don't know. Uh, deviled I've only egg, ever heard deviled of... kidneys. I think it's something to do with curry sauce. Here, I'm handing you the, the can. Oh, it's in a... Uh, Underwood's premium quality deviled ham spread. Oh, it's a spread as well. Uh, now, I've got two different types of cracker we can... Um, you Spread can, it on. All right. I've got an oat cake. Okay. You like an oat cake? Or okay. I've got a, a rivita, a dark rivita. Oh, I like a nice dark, uh, dark rivita. Should I grab a couple of yeah, those? Yeah, I'll have one of them. So this is ham cured with water, salt, brown sugar, sodium nitrate, and seasoning, mustard flour, spices, turmeric. Turmeric. That, that's, that's apparently what it is. And it says on the top, tastes great in sandwiches. Visit underwoodspreads.com. Be careful when you type that in. In case there's a lady called Lady Underwood who spreads her legs. Uh, it comes in, it's like a tin, but it's wrapped in a paper to give it, I think, a false sense of quality. Oh, look, when you unwrap it, the tin is blank. Yes. A blank tin. It's a very small blank tin, and it has a paper wrapping. It has, I've already mentioned this while you were at the room, and a lovely little picture of a sandwich with the edges cut off and spread on, and I think celery, and little devils. Right, so what does deviled mean then? Now, are you telling me you've never come across a deviled food product before no no one's ever said to you paul good morning i hope you enjoyed your sleep i certainly did (laughs) (laughs) okay did you want to go somewhere with that or i don't know yeah i was having a whole scenario where we shared made love and then (laughs) but anyway (laughs) hello darling after a romantic night would you like some deviled ham deviled eggs deviled eggs or devil kidneys. No one's offered you either of those I've never things. been offered anything devil. What before. is your feelings on offal? I feel pretty bad. Oh, sure. <laughs> oh I knew you would try that. Might... <laughs> what do you mean? I'm always going to go for the obvious joke. Yes. Do you enjoy organs? <laughs> Hello. Thank you very much. I fucking do. I'm asking you. I never... Have I... you ever had a deviled organ? No, yeah, I know, you don't. Yeah, I know yeah. you're squeamish about certain foods based on certain I don't like it off factors. the bone. You don't like it on the bone? Mm-hmm. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, you don't like it on the bone, meat on the bone. Yeah. So, and I know you can't eat fish. Yeah. Or seafood. But how do you feel about, um, or, you know, organ I'll meat? try it. No, I'm not. This is ham. Well, it's just this ham. Just it's ham. not like it's But I'm asking off, you separately. I'm asking you. No, I don't want to eat offal. You don't eat liver. You offal like... was a means to an end during times of well, great hardship. Well, it's in fact hardship, the most nutritious right? part of the animal. Yeah. Like, if you're a predator in the wild, like a large cat, and you want to say, look, I love you to someone. You're my family. Yeah. You, you take, bring them the, the liver. So, but I mean, that's whole, bullshit. It's not whole, poor person no. food. But no, I'm not saying it's that. Bullshit. But what I'm saying is people used all the animal when they were cooking it 
back yes. in the day. And now I don't see the appeal of okay. eating tits and arse. Not tits and arse. I'm talking about liver. And, Teeth and, and kidney, especially. Yeah, no, I'm not a fan of organs you don't and like, awful. You've no. never had chicken livers on toast? No. One of the greatest things of all time. No, it's not. Only a fucking Someone idiot. Someone fat? <laughs> an idiot. Only an idiot. Yes, an idiot would Only like that. Only idiots. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Only idiots like, like chicken liver on toast. It's true. You and you fucking proved idiots. It. You fucking moron. Yeah, you fucking morons for having liver on toast. Who you think you are? Hannibal Lecter. Chicken liver is still incredibly cheap. So? And delicious. I don't want it. Deviled food, according to the Oxford Companion to Food. <sighs> Devil is a culinary term, first appearing in the 18th century as a noun. Talk into the mic, because these facts are golden. As a noun, and then in the early 19th century as a verb, meaning to cook something with fiery, hot spices or condiments. That's all it means. So in this case, it's just the mustard, Spiced. right? Spiced. Mustarded, mustarded ham. What we have is a spiced ham spread. And I want a good old NIF report. All right. Do you want me to prepare a right? Should we have? Yeah, get a get a get a, a rye This is a dark rye rye vita. They're nice, aren't they? Rye I like rye vita. Yeah. I like the texture. I don't know what it is, but I like the texture. They're very Moorish, I find. Very Moorish. Yeah. Here, here's a rye vita for you. Paul. Right, just put it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> inhale. Did you inhale I went, some no, I went, Actually, all the dust went in my eyes. Oh, I got my Vita dust in my eyes, and now my eyes are crunchy. Uh, ah. Okay, well, I am now going to... You actually use that to pretend to someone that they were asleep by sprinkling it in their eyes, and it would be like sleep in their eyes. Mr. Sandman. You're pathetic. <laughs> oh, if you are here, why don't you simulate the idea of sleep in your eye by sprinkling my Vita on their <laughs> eyes while they sleep? Great prank, Jeremy Beadle. Get the, I'm opening this up. Get the half on that. It's a pullback. And Pulls. now I reveal. Watch out, because there might be some liquid sort of... What's the oh, smell? God, it smells like dog eggs. <laughs> Fucking... it, does, it smells of dog shit. Is that what you're saying? It smells like spam. Actually, no. Um, that, What's that thing you get? Uh, Corned beef. Okay. Oh, it does look like cat food. It looks like cat food. Oh, it kind of, yeah. It's got that corned beef hash. Right, I'm, I'm going to oh. put a little bit on my right, Vita. All right, then. Once you break through. Mate, I'm not going to eat that, use that. Now you've put it in your I mouth. I didn't. I just saw you fucking do I it. I avoided putting it in my mouth. I saw you. No, look at it. It I'm has not, not been it. licked. I'm going to dip it now no, instead. you can't dip I it. I don't want to touch I'm... it. You won't let. You fucking I put that put down. I didn't put it in my mouth, you You will freak. put it in don't your mouth. Don't get any on the chair. I'm not going to. I'm just going to dip it. Fucking messing. Here we go. I thought of you and I didn't lick it. I saw him put it in his mouth. I did, yes, because you you see what you believe. Yeah, I believe. And that's wrong. You're wrong in that belief. <laughs> Do you I believe didn't... in spam on a knife? This smells like dog food. Yeah, it does. I'm not looking forward to this, but I'm just going to do it. Here we go. Oh. oh, no. That is very poor. God, there's almost... I'm not getting any spice. I'm not getting anything. It doesn't taste of anything. Apart from salt. There's a whiff of um the corned beef flavour but then that's gone and it's just salt so salty it's not even unpleasant it's just salty Do you yeah know it's, I mean? not it's not unpleasant but there's nothing to it it's the food equivalent of a fart if i was really hungry i could eat it basically but i'd have to be really hungry or well, we have to put some you'd have to do something to it ironically there's... you'd have to have have some spice added wouldn't you but there's so much nothing in that yeah it's like a paste a crumbly paste of nothing terrible and a lot of those um Canned meat products from the US have been like that over the years. Do you remember we had that ham, salted yeah, yeah, ham, yeah, yeah, yeah. salted Just beef s- salt things, shit. and it was yeah. incredibly salty. They all seem to be extremely salty. Yeah, no, that is a very poor item that gets one out of five. I would say two out of five. I mean, I could eat it. It's just salt crumble. Yes, yeah, bullshit. Now, I'm handing him his second item. Oh, we've done peeps before on the show, but the- not this flavour. We only did normal flavoured peeps, didn't no, we? No, we did. We did the hot tamale one. Remember for the pagan picnic episode? Oh, was it disgusting? Nah. I mean, I quite like that, but they're not edifying in any real way. All right, so here we have another peeps are 
a popular brand of Halloween. They're not really Halloween, but they're just a marshmallow brand, right? Are they used in s'mores? I think you probably could. I but don't they know. They seem to be a big, aren't they a big tradition? Because they're and shaped like bunnies at Easter. Sorry. And, the, and the chicks. They cheep, do chicks. Cheep, they do cheap, 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 cheap. Cheap, 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 cheap. Cheap eats. Uh, that's oh, the yeah. section we're in. Now, um, so these are big Easter-branded marshmallow products. Yeah, these are bunnies, these and ones. They are, I can only remember the time we went to Twickenham and uh, we just ate some uh, normal-flavoured ones. Yeah, that's the Pagan Picnic one. No, and that was the hot tamale one. Oh, they were hot tamale there ones. There was no regular flavours in that one. Oh. You've completely misremembered it. Once again, reformatting reality to Eli's brain. Well, I'd never licked that knife just now, I'll tell you that. You fucking did. I, I fucking saw you didn't. Go I like was this. going to. I looked at you and you were doing that. Oh. I'm going to do it since you believe I've done it. No, don't go for back for more. I might just taste it. God, you're like Winnie the Pooh for <laughs> shit food. <laughs> that makes me piglet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it tastes God. like tuna, oversalted tuna fish. Does it? It's just... You know what I mean? Like tasteless, uh. cheap, briny tuna. Anyway, Terrible. we're moving on. These are peeps. They're bunny-shaped and they are sparkly wild berry. What does that say to you? Raspberries, blueberries? <laughs> Blue raspberry flavour, basically. I don't uh, know. Just be a generic berry flavour. Well, these are purple. So I'm trying to think. It's going to be like... Blackcurrant? Yeah. They don't have that flavour in the States. Oh, so. this smells very much of blackcurrant. Oh, there you go. It's actually a really nice smell. Have a huff of that. Oh, yeah. It's like um, Ribena. Oh, yeah, a little bit. But there's a certain... Vintoey. No, it's it's Frutella raspberry or whatever it is. It's, it's, it's quite nice, isn't it? It's Can quite a nice one? smell. Go and have one. These are little Don't bunnies. tear the bag up too much. I've got to take pictures. I forgot to do that. I see. I'm not a huge fan of marshmallows. I don't like the texture too much. I like them when they're roasted and melted on something, but... This has a dusting of sort of sour candy sugar. That's the sparkling bit, yeah. isn't it? This is all right. This is quite a nice flavour. It does help with the sort of horrible, sort of overwhelming sameness of the texture thing that goes on with those. You know, it's a little bit of a little bit of interest with that. It works well, actually, doesn't it? It works well, the sourness of the dusting to cut through the... Um... I was surprised I ate the whole of that. Not too bad. I don't usually like marshmallows, but that had a nice enough flavour to carry me through. All right. Three and a bit out of uh, five for that. Why not, right? I'd say three. For oh, what it is, not too bad. I think nicer than the hot tamale ones, oh, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's kind of a gimmicky thing, right? You, me- I remember you almost puked because you were no, all going I- spongy down your throat. And you were like... Oh, 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 I, think that- oh. I don't think it was for that one. I think it was for another one that I didn't like. But either way, what's next? Oh, Kellogg's Fruit Loops. Gummies, naturally flavoured. Do you think every single thing will become a gummy? Is every single foodstuff on the planet at one point or another going to be replicated in the form of a gummy? Yeah, deviled ham, pe- deviled ham gummies. It won't be deviled ham gummies. Deviled ham gummies. You can get bacon gummies, can't you? You can. And chili. And, it uh, won't be a, I don't think there'll ever be a specific deviled ham gummy. You never know. Boffins, make it happen. You get those bloody <laughs> jelly bellies, that taste of dog shit and fucking sprue. Yeah, they just look like little uh, rings little of loops. gummies. In, yeah, they look like the cereal, but in gummy form. And now all you've the flavors. got you're a bit of a you're the resident cereal expert here on Cheap Show, yeah. Paul. You like cereal, don't you? I do, but I don't like Fruit Loops. I had them in the past, and aren't I, they I, just like Cheerios? No, because they have those fruit flavors. I just I'm not a fan. It's 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 weird to me. I don't like that. that that's not what I look for in a cereal. That flavor profile. I'm gonna open the Fruit Loops. I'm opening the bag carefully, for I should be taking pictures. Get the huff on it. They're not wrapped. They're only no. in the... Okay. Uh, it smells like all the fruit flavours in the world. Really? Nice. Nice huff. It's all right. It's not too bad. It's very artificial smelling. Ooh. But it smells like the flavour rainbow. No. 
it's got an acrid kind of perfumey. Yeah, odor. no, it's a little bit perfumey. I'll give you that. I wasn't expecting that. But it's very artificial. It doesn't smell smelling. the same as if you open a bag of Haribo, for example. No, does it? No, it's a kind. Of, I don't even know how to explain. It, like a kind of it's almost pastely, Palmer violety kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a blue a and a green. Floral. You're right. It, like weird. I've got Sorry. a blue and a green, so I don't know. Okay. If they're what they're meant to taste I'm like, have so a purple and an orange. Well, I think green's going to be apple. I don't know. I don't know what the original Fruit Loops flavors well, you are. You tried that cereal. It must all be the same flavor. It can't just all. It can't be different flavors for the different oh, colors. Oh, <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Not nice. Which what, what are you? Which that one? That was you... a green one. It tastes like I've just eaten in, into a fucking shaken vac. Very artificial. It feels like I'm chewing a perfume stick. Yeah, they've all got that weird palmer violety, soapy almost. I want to find out something. Hold on. Fruit Loops supposedly taste like a blend of orange, lemon, lime, apple, cherry, raspberry, and blueberry. Hence, they're not fruit. They're fruit, F-R-O-O-T. The flavour hasn't changed since Kellogg's first manufactured the cereal in 1962, and the ingredients list prove the cereal is 0% fruit, uh, which is why they're spelt with F-R-O-O-T, which I'd actually never even noticed before until just now. Yeah, they could, they can't legally call it fruit. Yeah, they really can't call it food, really, if you think about it. That's really unpleasant. That's a lot worse than I thought it was going to be, Paul. They all taste the same. Can we just agree that that flavour, if they've used the same flavour for this as they do on the cereal, it really doesn't work in gummy format. Although there's a Time article here I've just found that says, breaking news, Fruit Loops are all the same flavour. Each loop does in fact taste like a mildly sweetened cardboard with negligible or no differences between them. Oh man, those gummies, they're almost bitter in their chemicaliness. They're they're just... If a fairy farted in my mouth, a magical fairy farted in my mouth, it would be like that. They're really not good at all. God, they're awful. I'll give it one. One out of five. One. I'll give it one. It's not even like, you know, like some gummies are bad, but they're Moorish. That's not like, they're kind of, that's, do you know what? It's almost bitter with that Palmer Violety sort of... Um, perfume. It's a perfumey fruit. It's like you've sprayed too much Lynx in the air and it's got that chemical yeah. sort of catch in the back of the throat, you know? Yeah. It's the it's the Lynx aftershave of gummies. Uh, horrible. Oh. Horrible. Have we, have we got one more thing? Well, I've got I've, I've got two more things. All right, what have you got? One more, one more thing, one more, two more things, one more thing. It's one more thing that is two things. One more thing that's two more things. What are they? Two becomes one. Now I need some snacks no, that I've never had a snack before. Gonna make love to you, baby. Thank you. When to become one. Do they become one? Yeah, if you fucking mash them all together. Or they do a shunting, like in the film Society. Oh, is that called a shunting? Yeah, the whole process is called the shunting. Flips, Paul. What's your your, uh, opinion? Oh, well... As it stands, Eli, I'm a big fan of flips. I like them. They're Which my favourite. Favorite. They want to make, well, just the regular chocky wocky one. Well, with the milk the, chocolate the ones. The chocky wocky You pretzel. know what you don't see? What? The dark chocolate ones. No, you don't see them as much. Maybe they weren't popular sellers. They were my favourites. You had that bag from Halloween, didn't you? The, the, uh, the pumpkin the, spice pumpkin one. Pumpkin spice. They were all right. They though. were okay, but they were they better got, than I thought they were going to be. Not quite sickly. Yeah, I even can though that. it's a salted uh, pretzel underneath. Yeah. That's the thing that's so good about it's the salt. It's the salt that pokes through the sweetness Ooh. of the chocolate, isn't it? Basically, I fucking love pretzels, and I fucking doubly love chocolate dip pretzels. Although in my head, I always think back to Morats when I see chocolate covered pretzels. I just think of smeary chocolate dysentery on hands, on hands being, and then watching people eat that bumhole finger up close. You basically think bumhole finger. I think of bumholes, disease bumhole finger. I think of bumholes, and that's why I think I love chocolate pr- pr- pricks. You know, there was one... Um... Flips. 
mean, uh, chocolate covered pricks. <laughs> I love them. I love them. I like to get someone nice and hard, oh. and then dump them in some fucking rich chocolate, some nice dairy milk. Yeah, and how how do you get it to to freeze on, sort of? Because you want it, to, you want to crack. Well, then I dip their cock into dry ice, so it's like I get them hard. This I tell them an erotic it's, story. It's turning quite horrific. I, and then I dip their hot the junk in hot molten chocolate, and then I dip their junk into uh, ice. And then what? You take a hammer, and then the dick shatters in lots of bloody. No, because when you're wanking fragments. them off to get them hard, you lubricate the shaft, so when the chocolate dries, it just slides off the cock quite easily. Honestly, Eli, think it through. No, but their cock. If you dip their cock into that zero thing, the cock's gonna freeze hard. Just yeah, like but that's the why chocolate. I go through a load of different men. You see what I mean? What? What's wrong? What have I done wrong? You're disgusting. What have I done wrong yeah. to those seven hundred men? To make one bag of my chocolate-covered pricks. Now, profitable second title for this episode. I was... Oh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Paul. Yes. Flips I've only been aware of. So chocolate-covered pretzels obviously go back as old as time itself. Taylor's um, old as time. In days of old, when knights of yeoman stoutry. In days of old, when knights were bold and condoms weren't invented. You'd wrap a sock around your cock and babies were prevented. That's the song I remember in school. I trust you have your own. I've got... Go on. <sighs> Go on. Did a skid buses. Oh, no, I've got... Get down on you it. You're having a mental <laughs> breakdown. You've done, helmet. you've done this one before. Don't destroy it. You've done and that that's before. That's the only one I remember. That's, that's, that's the one you always do. Just enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> you and I in a little wig shop. Buy a bowler with the money we've got. Try it on at the break of dawn. And come on now, well, we'll all want one. Oi. You used to sing that at school? Yeah. You're weird. To kids who had a bowl haircut. Oh, yeah. As if to say. To mock them. Yeah. Yes. I don't know kids why. Kids are horrible shit. They are, aren't they? Flips, I was only aware of them about four years ago for the first time. Oh, but the are, brand. They like, are they a heritage brand is what I'm trying to ask you. I think you. the Flips as a brand are, are reasonably new. But chocolate colored pretzels are just chocolate colored pretzels, mate. Yeah, there's just a fucking thing. Just fucking chocolate colored pretzels, mate. They're just fucking, fucking chocolate colored pretzels, mate. Oh, fucking chocolate colored pretzels. Gotta get up, gotta get out. <laughs> Eee, put it in the cookie. Soon as we get over for flips. Flips. What are we talking about? Are these cool flips? These are flips branded other products that aren't chocolate covered pretzels, Paul. I saw them in a gas station. Read petrol station. Petrol station in the UK. In the US. And I brought them across so these the are, sea for us to taste. These are chocolate bar versions of the brand Flips. Now... So they look like a, like a lion bar almost. They're not, they're not actual bars because I can feel they have a tray element, like a, oh. a bottom piece, which is just a flat piece of cardboard. And there's distinct objects shuffling around on top of these so cardboard things. Like the, like the bounty setup. Exactly. Thank you for Thank remembering you. that. In fact, that is probably the best analogy I can think of right yes, now. But the they're two separate setup. products. So flips, but they both say pretzels and caramel. And one is bites, which I'm going to allow you to yeah, open, Paul. One. And one is clusters. Now, what is the difference What here? is the difference? Bites and clusters. Carefully open that. Get I'm on, going to carefully open the wrapper now. And then we'll, I'll take out a bite, you take out a cluster. No, sorry, vice versa. I'll take out a bite and you take out a cluster. And uh, we'll see what the uh, deal is. Both appear to be pairing caramel rather than chocolate with pretzel. I don't think we should eat these because they're white and no, they're not meant to be white. They're fine. They're not. That when happens you ch- to chocolate, When it's chocolate fine. goes white, it's You're... not good. It's fine. It's not off. It's just... Look. This looks like a little knobble. It's fine. This looks like a yeah, little Yeah, yours knobble. looks absolutely fine. I'll eat that one then. But look, all of them look like that. that I'll one's eat the that. Least... I'll happily eat that. It's not poison. I only bought it last month. 
I'm going to taste one of these clusters. And I'm going to taste one of these bites. It looks like they've just stuck a pretzel in the middle of a dollop of chocolate. It's got caramel in it, my one. Has it? What's your one got in? I think it's got a big dollop of caramel in as well. But, mate, this has definitely gone off. Fuck it out. This has got to go off. Oh, mate. <laughs> <laughs> That's not edible. Oh. The pretzel was stale. The chocolate was just powdery. It's fine. It's not. I'm eating one, everyone. He's being a big baby. I'm not. No, I'm sorry that I have standards and you've killed your taste buds after years of neglect and abuse. It tastes fine, everyone. It doesn't. It tastes off. You being a big namby pamby. Anyway, it had a gooey centre, like a thick caramel. But then didn't that one have that? Yeah, exactly the same. So what's the difference? Taste one of those. See, that one looks like a brand new thing you can buy and should eat. That looks That's like it's been in a shop window for it's a while. Some air got to it. It's it's, fine. You're not meant to eat chocolate when it's, it goes like there's that. There's no rot. That's not true. You don't know what's in that. Christ, it's been in a gas station for maybe two fucking years before you walked out the shop with it. It was fucking fine. I'm enjoying it. It just tastes fine. <laughs> there's a massive difference. This is soft. <laughs> it crumbles. It's you can they're, the, the pretzel good, tastes firm. Pretty good. Yeah, that's lovely. I think that's my favourite thing I've tasted so far today. That's Paul. crumble rot. It's not. It's just a bit dried out. It's still. It was fine, not honestly. It, it's it wasn't not, don't, rotten. Don't, it's not. I don't want people listening to this <laughs> thinking oh, it's, it's all right. It's a bit white. It's not. Have it some is. standards. You can eat chocolate that's gone a bit white. Do you remember we did that um, yeah, off-brand brand off? It was fine. It just means it's got a little bit of aeration, a little bit of oxidisation, a little bit of scrub-scrub. A little bit of scrub-scrub on the chalky nub-nub, okay? A little bit of chub-chub on the... St- oh, I've got chub. Oh, chub in there. scrub scrub <laughs> So, I need a, a mark from you, you little baby. If you're... It's rotten, it was just a little bit crisp. Right, I had to chew and I let you get away with fucking word garbage for a while. Here's my opinion. One, I am never eating anything that's gone off like that before ever again. Before ever again. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> I'm angry. <laughs> it, it, come back in time, Marty. <laughs> oh, I forgot I, the point now. But you've the point got is- no point. That's why you got no leg to stand on. It was slightly stale i i might just concede it was no in no it way it was stale because when you bite into chocolate it should not go in your mouth which is what that did what like if you were like dusting off a book in a library yes that chocolate the other one lovely i would give it a 3.5 it's a bit too much chocolate and i Cluster. think the, yeah i think the cluster's fine the, that, the pretzel is sort of overwhelmed a bit isn't it by all the, the caramel yeah yeah doesn't work the same way as a, just a standard flip I literally have no fucking clue what the difference between the two brands are, I though. I think they're the same. Perhaps that's what that was a discontinued old one, and they just had old ones lying in the shop. Maybe, I, th- I think it's the same product, isn't it? I don't know. That's just an old one. They're definitely the same thing. They're basically just mounds of caramel covered in chocolate with a pretzel somewhere inside. This says milk chocolate, caramel, and pretzels. What does yours say in the bottom left corner on the front? Milk chocolate... Caramel and pretzels. So it's the exact same fucking thing. This, that must just be an old one. Except a that re- one's been in a shop window for seven years, and that one's reasonably new. It's so old that they've actually changed the brand name of it to something else, and that, that was old, an old one in there. Just look at that, the whiteness of right. it. Right. And it doesn't smell right. It smells off, mate. Stop <laughs> <me>. oh, <shit. laughs> You've done a spitty out. You had a little spitty, spitty moment. You're having a great. Clean your palate with a grape. Clean it with me grape. Lovely grapes. Good. Now, what was your favourite item from the States there? Um, The gummies, the Fruit Loop gummies were really unpleasant. 
The deviled ham was just boring and just no the point. Dull, dull. It's it, not deviled. No. It's a lie. It's just salty it's, it's ham. It's not even. It? It's what? It's, it's troubled salty ham. It's, re, that is definitely troubled been, ham. That's it's definitely tr- fucking abattoir floor scraping. Oh ham, yeah, you know that's reconstructed from the drippings. That's iron grating yeah. bog brush <laughs> shavings. That's yeah, horrible. Bogrel shavings. Bogrel. Um, bog. Bovrel. <laughs> bov. Bogol. Bogol. I think we're losing it, mate. Um. I would actually probably go with the peeps, although that pretzel bite was nice. But I think there's too much going on. It's too it's it's too much hard work. Yeah, I, I don't. But like you, I'm not a marshmallow eater. I'm not someone who. I'm, will not, look, I'm not a marshmallow eater. I said that at the I, fucking beginning of the segment. I know. I, I said that's why I said I'm like you. I'm. You're nothing like me. You ain't got my sex appeal. Why are you so angry? Because you made me eat white crumbly mess. So um, I think I have to go for the flips because I can imagine having that and reaching for it and, and having it with a cup of tea or something. Whereas I'm never going to eat a peeps, however no, right, I mean, uh, nicely dusted it is, you know. I would say, forgetting about all the white rot on that chalk, <laughs> I would say... You're the one who can't seem to forget about it, I right? would say the peeps and the, uh, the pretzel bite or whatever it's called, cluster, come out on yeah, top. But the deviled ham and the fruit... You know, Kellogg's, stick with the cereal, yeah, please. stick with what you know, that Kellogg's. Is, that really is something really unpleasant. Yeah, but you know they just tossed it off to some factory to make it. We're going, fucking do that because it's a brand. It's terrible. It's terrible. Right, what have we learned? That you, you don't bring the commitment with your mouth and... I bring commitment with my mouth, mate. Oh. You don't bring the true scientific belief uh, in the method... I don't even know if that's going to pick up on the microphone, but that was unnecessarily loud sneeze from your flatmate. The back expert sneezing in the corridor outside. Uh, uh, you don't bring enough compassion and uh, and and knowledge to the table here, and I, I'm better at you than you. But I gave the world spray and A's. You gave the world spray and A's. So I'm going out on a high. I'm going to walk out of this with a jaunty angle on my hat. You don't wear hats. Spinning my cane. You and don't going... have a cane? <laughs> oh, if you've got a cane. Yeah. Could you pop by the trailer? Yeah. Because unwanted direction, Eric needs someone to knock it on the head. Tap it. Is that where the phrase comes from? Knock it on the head, mate. What? I'm a bit aroused. Knock it on the head. Just take a take a wooden ruler and go on the top. I don't know where the phrase "knock it on the head" came from. Knock it off. But your head. knob doesn't have a head, so I mean, it, mine does. It has a top bit. That's my, not I mean, a head. Mine doesn't really have a. You're anthropomorphising your knob. Doesn't there. really have a head, but it does have a jaw. I, don't, I can't explain it, but my penis, the top of my penis has a jaw. It opens up like a kind of like, like a Pac-Man, like a, like you're like Predator. Oh my god! Kind of opens out. Yes. Yeah, and it, and behind it is the little face of Orville the duck. <laughs> it's a weird thing. The yeah. time travel from a few weeks ago has really messed it up. Oh, right. I thought it looked perfect, and it did. But you know, I was having a bit of fun with myself the other day, and then all of a sudden the mandibles opened out at the front. <laughs> And then it was like, I wish I could fly. Right. And I was like, oh, get in, get in. Basically, so your dick is dick hasn't come back in the same shape as it used to be from the future and that. Yeah, it right. all got morphed. But like, to the naked eye, it looks fine. But the minute you get him angry, oh, awful, comes out. So it has the emotion of anger, your penis as well. Only You're talking it... to your penis. Yeah. What's that, penis? I must kill Eli. <laughs> What's that? I must give him over to all. Listen, them. this isn't working for Is me. Is it not? This bit <laughs> no, let's just end this segment then, shall we? we? Should, yeah. That's a shame. Please I was, press the you button. You should have seen what Please. I was going to do with. No, G- I didn't. I with, really. With, what? I really didn't want to hear any more there. I, I'm sorry. Sometimes it just doesn't work for me. You know? What's the name of the monkey from. Uh, <laughs> is it Chuckles? <laughs> Chuckles. Is it Chuckles the monkey? Yes, it is Chuckles the monkey. All right. If you see, if you think the Orville of 
the oval penis is bad. You should see where I've got Chuckles the monkey. In your arsehole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that. I've got oval coming out the front and Chuckles coming out the back. <laughs> Please let that be an end to it. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, it's time now for Silverman's Platters. This is where we look at records. I think that combination of snacks has hit me in the wrong place. I'm beginning to feel quite awful. In what way? Do you have the sweats? Well, no, like I've just had a lot of fake Quickly shit hit. in my mouth. Like everything I put in my mouth has just all been fake. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I've just, I feel like I've just bombarded my mouth with chemicals. Well, Paul, you can have a very healthy grape if you like. Can I have another healthy grape? I'm having a healthy grape. Here's a grape, and it's going in my mouth. Now, listen. We're not doing ASMR here. Oh, do you know there's an ASMR uh, exhibition? Is there? Yeah, at the Science Museum or something, I think. What happens? You go in and someone goes... And then you fucking jack it. Do you? That's what everyone does, isn't it? To ASMR? All the time, fucking jacking it. Flapping and jacking and frapping. Frapping and jacking and flapping. And frappuccino in. Flappuccino. Frappuccino. Father Flappuccino, please. I'll have a pint. It's a big foamy fanny. I'll have a Flappuccino. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, it's time for Silverman's Platters, Paul, and we've got uh, records to look at today. Three records. I'll Silver- have a Cuntardo. 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 Fanny coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, now you've got my mind going. Fanny coffee. I'm trying to think of like puns to do with all of the different types of coffee and vaginas. No, we'll go. Is there any more? There's cappuccino. But we've done that one. Fappuccino. Fappuccino. Flappuccino. 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 Uh What other coffees have we got? Um, there's a macchiato. Macchiato. Fanny arto. We can't just put the word fanny at the beginning or the end of it. Well, yeah, you can. I mean, you can do that. Well, there's got to be something better, though, than that. Um, what are the other ones? So, contado. It's vulgar, but it works. Um, French. Fanny. <laughs> oh, I've got one. Splat white. Splat white. Yeah. Oh, we need to stop now, please. I'm on fire. Splat white. I'll have a splat white and a fa- flappuccino, please. Can we stop, please? Star fucks. Now, <laughs> shut up. It's time for Silverman Splatters. Oh, that's my favourite segment of all of Cheap Show. Where we look at records... Yeah. Often novelty records, Paul. Um, yeah. We like a bit of instrumental we weirdness, um, that type of thing. And we have Sonic th- amusements. We have three records today, and we uh, will listen to a bit, discuss it, and then we'll say whether we think, Paul, it's a platter, meaning we like, we like in it. Some it way we like it. Some, in some it way it's it acceptable. It appeals to us in some way. It appeals in some in level some to way. us. In some, some in some little bit in of minuscule way. Or inspires us. In some way, it brings relevance and meaning to this dreary trodge we call life. Yes. Or. It's a splatter. Oh, we don't like it. Oh, we don't like what that. What a waste of oh, plastic. Oh, I don't like that at all. What it's got a waste nothing. of content. No use. Oh, it's just like throw a it out, mother. I've spunked on a wall. I hate it, mother. Get I'll it out. Squeegee off my Get dry cummings into your mouth, mother. Wait, what? Squeegee off my dry cummings into your mouth, mother. Was that one of George Formby's earliest? I just don't remember. Squeegee my mouth into me, oh. I was spoffing in my mother's mouth the other day. She went down south to Burnley and I saw her in <laughs> the shops. Nice. Um... But then I got my cock out and I came to completion and then I filled her little mouth with all my froth. And I said, oh, me dad's a spunky monkey. (laughs) Oh, turned out white again. (laughs) Come on. 
This has been pointlessly <laughs> rude this week. Oh, he got this spunky monkey. Spunky, come on. <laughs> oh, stop we... eating grapes. Stop eating those grapes. It's very unprofessional. You're right, but they're so boorish. I know, but we've got plenty of time when we're not recording the podcast. To eat grapes, I know. Let's look at the first record. And the first record today is... Now, this is unusual. It's called Five Tracks of Laughter by The Hysterics. Where did you find it? A charity shop. Yes. A I know, th- that's the point of the show. It's, it's, it's a cursed record. It really is a cursed record. This because is, it's both annoying and unsettling. There are five tracks. Five tracks. Across two sides of a seven-inch single. Yeah. I'm going to read them out. Yeah. And then you'll get an idea. Yeah. Are you going to play bits of these? or what, I'm going to wait till we've talked, and then I'll play a bit. Track I'm not going to play all of it. Fuck track off. Track one, Jingle Bells Laughing All The Way. And it's basically someone laughing through Jingle Bells. It has a little note here in brackets. St. Nick laughs in tune to Jingle Bells. So it's meant to be Santa Claus then laughing. And that was pretty hard to get through, wasn't it, Paul? It was a trial. Because it's a bit like that Laughing Policeman song, without the context of the lyrics leading up to the laughing yes. chorus. I mean, there's a certain technique where you can sort of laugh in tune, You can, and that's what it's done there. Yeah. It's, it's noticed you... Can recognise it as Jingle Bells. Yeah. It's in laughter. Yeah. You really don't need to describe no. it further than that. Don't, no, don't you Then do, the second track, Gesundheit. Gesundheit, which is a person he's sneezing. He's trying not to sneeze, isn't he? No, he's so. sneezing, but the sneezing's making him laugh. Yeah. So he's like, achoo! <laughs> it says in yeah, brackets, man with incontrollable sneezing and hiccups. Right. How long does that run for? Does it tell you? No, but it's too long. It's too long. And then we go over to the second side. And we, we flip have- it. Track three. Yeah. Too much soda. Any guesses out there? Yes, you're right. It's someone burping and laughing. Yeah, burping because they drank too many fizzy pops. Hysterical. La- uh, it says belching man brings down the house. Brings down the house. I don't mm. don't believe that really brought down anything. There's nothing unfunnier no. than listening to someone laugh. Uh, then we have track four. Now that's funny. I mean, is it? No. Uh, no. The, the answer is no. No. Which is basically hysterical laughter after hearing a funny joke. What they've done with that one, Paul, I don't even remember, was um, he starts with just a little chuckle and he's trying to build. Oh, yeah. He builds <laughs> to hysteria. <laughs> which isn't done that brilliantly. I mean, it, it's not bad. It's hard to laugh convincingly. Yeah. And he, I mean, it, can we give them that? They, yeah, that I person can give them does that. a good joke of yeah. pretending, uh, job of it's pretending effective. to laugh. They do a decent job of pretending to laugh. And yeah. there is a noticeable, starts with a chuckle. Leads to a full guffaw. And he gets, gets, ah, gets hysterical. Ah, like that. Um, then we have track five, Mass Hysteria. Hysterical group laughter. A do-it-yourself TV laugh track. Now, that really is the peak of the record and the most uh, nightmarish because it is he's multi-tracked themselves. It seems like one, at most two people did all of those voices. Uh, well, it says it's from a group of people called the Just For Laughs Plays, but I don't know if it's related to Just For Laughs, the Canadian uh, comedy festival. It cannot be. I don't think it is. The two producers of that thing, one worked mostly on country and western stuff, country music, and the other one didn't do anything bar that. It says here, Larry Robbins and Danny O'Keefe. Danny O'Keefe, I believe, is the one who's had a bit of experience doing proper records. The other thing to mention is the cover art. Which is like... Which seems completely unrelated. It looks like advertising art from the early part of the 20th century, doesn't it? Yes. Like, imagine if the Bisto kid got a punch in the face. That's what that drawing looks like. This is a little boy wearing a hat. Oh, the hat's been pulled down. The brim is around his neck. So that's part of the violence that's been... Meted out towards this poor child. He's wearing it... a, a red cravat thing. Yeah. The brim of the hat, if you can imagine, has been pulled, pulled down, down over his head like a donut. And there's his little face. It has scratches, a black eye, 
And scratches. I wonder if it's taken from like an old newspaper comic strip and they've just repurposed it for that. But why put that with your laughter track? Mate, I'll go further. Why create that whole fucking thing in the first place? Because I'll let you tell you what, let's give them a little taste of it right now. What should I play? You tell me what I should play. Which one should I play? I think you should play some of the Mass Hysteria. All right, I'm going to play a bit of that. Not too much because it's just interminable. You'll get the idea. So, yeah, um, I don't know what the point of that is, why it was released, what they expected to get out of that existed. And did you say through the research you'd done that there was an, an LP of it as well? It's on an LP, but that LP is just more laughing tracks. Yeah, that's what I mean. There was a longer version of this record yeah. with more tracks of laughter, more than five tracks. I think it was the album was called Just for Laughs. I'd weird. have to look it up again, but I'm honestly kind of that's mentally zoning out of it. Very because again, weird. it's just a very strange. Like, what would you use it for? Maybe you home a, movies. You're doing a sitcom. All right, you... let's do it now. I'm going to use these sound effects, right? For a little scene we're going to do now. Okay. All right, this is the Eli and Paul sitcom called um, Wacky Boys. Okay. All right, and here we go with a new episode of Wacky Boys. Oh, nothing on telly. Oh, 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 my girlfriend's left me. Oh, what's oh, on yeah. telly now? Oh, you're here, are you? Hello, mate. I was just here, and I was here when your girlfriend left, and I saw her walk into the street and get hit by a bus. Oh, bef- by the, before that, yeah, I've shat in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, before I've that. I've shat all round here, I've yeah. shat round here, I've shat round yeah. here. Yeah, and I've done a bit of a poo over there. Oh, well. you've done a bit of a poo. I mean, there. I hope you don't mind, but I did you a poo what? in your fish tank you as know, well. Oh, I, f- I wondered what was wrong with you. Me. Why, you've had a little brown fish in there. A little Johnny Burnett, that's what I call my fish. Yeah, a little goldfish, and now he's, he's got dead. a little... Now he's got a little little chunky brown friend in there who's just bobbing on the surface. <laughs> bobbing brown fish. This might be the worst thing we've ever done oh, in mate, the whole history of this show. Just brought up a little bit of cum then as well. <laughs> brought up. Yeah. Hey, call back. Wait, no, wait there. Keep, this no, is I, still, can't, still I can't do this oh. sitcom anymore. Anyway, we've got to... My I'm boss, going out into the street to lie down. My boss, boss is coming round for a meal oh. and I've got to impress him or I won't get my promotion. Oh, uh, the problem is, I've, I've shat everywhere. I've shat. Uh, <laughs> I've shat in and I've shat in I am the boss. I've come for this meal to make sure you get a promotion. What's all this shit? Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Hunkenhausen, Pousen, Mousen, Trousen, Bousen, Bousen, Mousen, Rousen. I've shat. <laughs> well, luckily no, for you. Can we stop. Luckily <laughs> for you, I. Mr. Mousen, Bowsen, Pousen, Towsen, Pousen, Gowsen, Mousen, Pousen, Towsen, Frowsen, Grousen. Don't half like shit, and I'm going to give you both a promotion. Hey! And, and I want you to all take a massive dump in my gob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was lucky. What a great day this turned out to be. Yeah. Bet your girlfriend's dead. Yeah, it's a shame about that, but oh, um, well. at least you got a promotion. Oh, no. Oh, oh she's alive. Oh, it all, all, all things end well. Oh, I also... Uh, what are we going to do with all this poo? I'll buy it off you. 
for top quality money. Oh, now that we've the status quo has gone again. It doesn't matter. And the end of the episode. <laughs> That was a bad idea. That's the only use that album's ever been given that we gave. Okay, it now I need to. It bef- uh, although we both know, splatter, splatter for me as well. I just Paul. don't get it. It's not even charming. It's just a disturbing, weird thing. Yeah. All that can be said is some of the laughter sounds convincingly like laughter. Yeah, and maybe you're making your own sitcom, and maybe you want to put that on. I don't know. Oh, terrible record. Terrible record. Terrible, terrible, terrible record. Really right, bad. Let's move on to the next track. On Silverman's platters. Five. Four. Three. Two. Spunker birds would go. Thanks. Well, I was going to do that proper then. What were you going to say? Thunder turds are go. Uh, I got spunker birds. <laughs> I just think we've done a lot of spunk today, so I thought I'd mix it up. Not literally. No, there was mix a lot of shit and spunk all over the place. Mate, this is our forte, right? Let's just. It's not our forte. I used to, I used to be not... ashamed of it, and now it's just like, who else is fucking doing this? No one's forte. Not that spunk. I listen to. Spunk and shit. Anyway, this album, this next, not album, this next single, vinyl single that I found in Pinner is. Where did, what country did you find that hysterics in America when you're out there? No. Oh, over here. It predates my trip to America, yes. Oh, because that car label it was on. We couldn't find anything about that either, bar one or two novelty shit like that. Very strange label. Sorry to go back to the laughter yeah. track thing, but also the label has a someone doing the Satan hand. Devil the horns rock, or something. Rock horns, yeah. Yeah, for those who rock, we salute you. That kind of thing. Well, it? it's the devil, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, anyway, this is Thunderbirds Are Go by FAB and MC Parker. Anything can happen in the next seven inches. Yeah, that's what I tell my girlfriend. <sighs> I get into I get into bed and I do me old Parker voice where I go, Oh, my lady. And then she pretends to be Mrs. Penelope from Thunderbirds, Lady Penelope. She goes, Yes, Parker. And then I say, Anything could happen in the next seven inches. And then I go, Five, four, three, two, one. Oh, come on, a tits. Spunker right, birds so, are going. Yeah, so anything could happen in the next seven <laughs> Minutes. Now, I thought this was bigger than it was because it turns well, out it's quite big. Seven inches no, is quite big. There's twelve inches you can get as well. Oh, I've got twelve. Uh, anything can happen in the next twelve inches. Yeah. This to me epitomizes naff retro dance music of the nineties, and indeed came out in nineteen ninety. In nineteen ninety, and it came off the back of the resurgence of Jerry Anderson's works from the sixties and seventies, right? So did Jerry it, or did it predate that? Because no, when... I think it was about the. I, I think to... this is quite early in that process, 1990. Well, and I think was... it even it sort of is the start of the sort of constant regurgitation of stuff from decades previous, isn't it, Paul? It's like that wasn't a really big thing until the late 80s where people would consciously sort of... Well, sampling technology wasn't around. This obviously uses a hell of a lot of vocal samples. So, okay. Here's what I think happened. I think when dance music was coming popular, that whole idea of making it a novelty made it more approachable to the general public, right? Which is why we got the kind of toy box rave stuff, you know, with like rhubarb and custard. Yeah, this is very much in that ilk. Yeah. As long as pop culture's been like it has been, we've always been referring back to it. So I know, but this actually can refer to the actual audio of the actual TV show, which is something that was new-ish in 1990. Well, let's rewind. First of all, Jerry Anderson was a guy who did uh, marionette puppetry TV shows, which he liked to call Super Marionation, I believe was the focus, the whole oh, really? thing of it. Basically, he would make Hollywood-looking movies, but with marionettes. And for those who don't really know what we're talking about, think uh, Team America. 
the uh, the film by it's very Ma- much based yeah. on his style to yeah. in America. Yeah. So Thunderbirds particularly was a disaster movie of the week kind of show where there'd be a disaster and Thunderbirds International Rescue would fly out in one of their crazy machines and save the day in some respect. That he had loads of shows though. Stingray, Fireball XL5, Thunder- Captain Scarlet. Uh, yeah, a Terror Hawks. But he also had a. A live sci-fi show, didn't he? 19- UFO? Or yeah. was it Space 1999? I think it was Space 1999. I can't remember because UFO... Well, perhaps uh, he had two, UFO and Space well, 1999. Well, he also had Space Patrol or whatever in the 90s. And he had uh, Terror Hawks. I said Terror Hawks, yeah. No, you didn't say I did say Hawks. fucking Terror Hawks. You didn't say Terror Hawks. Right, well, right now, I'm going to make the effort and put in the bit where I say Terror Hawks that I said just there. Okay, so, unless there isn't one, and then what are you going to put in? An apology? Yeah. But okay. I'm not going to need to, mate, because I I've, fucking said terrible. I'm looking forward to listening to this week's episode and hearing the word sorry around now. Well, no, you're not going to hear it. Unless the word hear... is, I'm sorry you have such a big dick. You're sorry you have, I have a big dick. No, you're sorry I have a big dick. No, I, I am very <laughs> confused now. He, he had, had loads, loads of shows, though. Stingray, Fireball XL5. Captain Scarlet. Scarlet. Uh, yeah, a Terror Hawks. All you need to Paul, know is... Paul, you've... You've taken this episode and it had some potential. It had some nice things about it. It had a, it had a little bit of direction. It had some characters, you know, a little sprinkling, a little bit, a little bit this, a little bit that. And you've shat on it with your mouth, your terrible mouth and your fucking tendency to, to try and think of a concept. But instead of using the concept, your brain at the last minute replaces said concept with its opposite, Paul. And you do that What's with the words. the opposite of a concept? What's the opposite of a concept? Yeah. A fucking... I'm looking at it. <laughs> I'm the opposite of a concept? That's quite a unique beast to be. You are. Yeah? Well, yeah. at least I make the You're effort. You're an empty void where the meaning once resided. At least I make the effort. At least this... Most weeks, I try and create comedy scenarios to play out. Whereas I... what you do is you open your mouth and let vowels and consonants fall out and pray that it's funny. I pray that the consonants are funny and let the vowels be good as well as well. And I come to church, say, oobie doobie. (laughs) See, that was literally the point I'm making. Oobie doobie doo, doobie doo, chunky monkey doobie doo. (laughs) I can't believe you're happy with that. Spooky doogie boogie doo. (laughs) You you genuinely should be embarrassed. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. I am actually embarrassed about my whole life. Thanks for bringing that up, Paul. Anyway, in the ninth, in the early nineties, Jerry Anderson's shows were on the up in terms of popularity. They were just being repeated and getting a whole new audience. Kids were falling in love with it. So a few years later, in nineteen ninety-three, Blue Peter famously did their homemade Tracy Island toy. But wasn't it also a toy that used to be like commercially produced? It was, but Blue Peter kind of blew it up for kids in the Funny. UK. So uh, it was on the BBC, I. Th- Probably then, Thunderbirds. It was on BBC Two, I believe, yeah. repeat. I mean, originally it was an ITV show, or certainly ITC made it, so it might have been a commercial channel thing before BBC did the repeats. Either way, it was huge, and around about that time, this came out. And let's just play this now. Stand by for action.
I don't know. To me, it's just a bit too discordant. It's there's, shit. There's no flow to it. It's very much the dance music of that era. Rave, isn't it? It's early. It's early rave. But Commercial. even like something like Pump Up the Volume, right? Which came out a few years earlier has flow. It has structure. This is just like here's a bunch of samples. Stop change the rhythm. Here's a bunch of other samples. Stop change the rhythm. Now we're going to put in Mistrons for no reason and the fucking yeah. Stingray. It's, it's like it's such a muddle. It's um, artless. And it's not. It's done in a in a crude and artless way, don't you think? I it has did. no. It has no grace. Has no sort of nuance in, it's the way bit, the, in the way that the samples are deployed. It's very scattershot, put it that way. But again, I don't know the art form. Maybe someone who's more knowledgeable goes, I know that's actually quite well done. And blah, 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 but no, I, just I, to my ear. Yeah. It really feels um, like a cash-in, this. And it was very popular, wasn't it? Got to number five on the charts. And, it was it hung around. It was very much of the um, zeitgeist in the 90s, wasn't it? Yeah. But you wouldn't really want to play this nostalgically and go, oh, I remember this, what a bop. He's no, like, no, you don't. There's so much crap coming through, right from about 87 onwards, mm. with all of this sort of like novelty sampler dance stuff. Well, it, you know? it, it goes to what we've said before, and probably what we'll say again for the next track that we're going to talk about, is that music would come from other countries to this country. And what we do to make it acceptable was to make it novelty. So, like, rap was a big thing in America. It comes over here and all of a sudden Kenny Everett's doing it. Yes. Or, you know, fucking, I don't know. And this is very much the same with um, dance, underground dance, I suppose. Like, um, Is it like Euro dance? It's Euro? rave. It's more like Acid House yeah. becomes this. You well, had again, the Summer of Love in 87, the second, second Summer of Love. Second Summer of Love. And then you have this three years later. So this is when that kind of music has come... And again, come that's into when... the chart, and it's soulless and artless, as we keep saying. But again, it's it's based on a gimmick. It's based on people going, "Oh, isn't it amusing that the very idea of Thunderbirds being used in a rave track is yeah. in itself it's that novelty something there. interesting?" But that novelty not... is long gone now. It's, it's one of those things where I kind of get why it existed. I just don't think it stands up. It doesn't. It's like it's terrible. Not it's a terrible visible. rehashing of culture, and it's just sort of denigrates both dance music and Thunderbirds did by come... existing. Yeah, it did come from an album. Uh, that was celebrating all that Jerry Anderson stuff, but it was also The Prisoner and other shows of the 60s and 60s things. 60s yeah. nostalgia. This is when it starts to get repackaged and regurgitated into into yeah. the mainstream dance scene. God. Uh, it was awful. I hated it at the time, and now it just looks pathetic. It's a cash-in, but they must have paid the actual artwork on the cover of this. It's all right. I, I quite like. I like the the graphic design job they've done it's there. Parker in a kind of happy Very hardcore 90s. costume. And think of it from their point of view. Think of it from the Andersons estate. They were like, well, let's raise our profile. Yeah, fuck it, do it. That's probably. the other thing I was going to say. They definitely got paid. They licensed it from Yeah, they would have had to. Yeah. Uh, probably not much at the time, but give it five years and you'd be asking a lot more for that same license, I'd imagine. Because yeah. toys came out, it was huge. It was a huge resurgence and they didn't do anything new. Just repackage all the old but stuff. If I, am I right in thinking that Jerry Anderson actually completely invented that form of marionette yeah that form it, of puppetry well obviously he didn't invent marionettes no of course but in terms of uh, what he did for those TV shows yeah they were reasonably revolutionary yeah they spent, I, I think they were like for the time they were like like a million dollars an episode kind of thing crazy yeah I mean whatever that ended up being but it was a very expensive thing because everything was a set everything was an enlarged it's what they would call a bigature these days, where it's oh. like, rather than a tall, small model, it's a big, small model of a building so they could blow it all up or an airplane or... Yeah. You know, so they were having to build new disaster movies every week. And then they would blow stuff up as well and burn yeah, she it. got so. blown up all the time in that yeah. show. It was great. I, I, I remember really enjoying it as a kid. I used to like Thunderbirds. I mean, not... <laughs> I like Turtles. <laughs> no, yeah, go on. Terrorhawks, because it had that woman... With, with the that, hair. And she, she sounded Zelda. like... She, 
She wasn't couldn't clear her throat properly, is that right? Yeah, they were all like witches, weren't they? And one would giggle and her wig would fall down okay. over her eyes, which always upset me, that one. But I didn't like it for that. What I wanted was one of those balls from Terror Hawks. You know, those like the... And then he had Windsor a ball. Davis, wasn't it? The voice of the ball. Remember, at the end of every episode, they did tic-tac-toe. And it was like the square logo and then the ball. You remember oh. the metal balls? The metal balls? I remember the metal from, balls. From uh, Terror Hawks. They're a bit like had... the balls out Phantasm, are they? No, they were just like robot heads, but spherical with the, okay. the eyes. Oh, they're How good, do you not yeah. remember the most iconic part of that I show? I just remember when she sounded like she needed to clear her throat. Because you got hard watching <laughs> it, didn't you? You used to watch it for that, and when Zelda came on and cackled... Flemmy you... Zelda, I used to call yeah, her. With Flemmy, her... Flemmy Zelda. Lubricating throat p- parts. Lubricating throat Zelda. <laughs> We've, we've, I think we've come to the end of the podcast, and I don't just mean today's episode. We Paul. always say I mean, this: get over it. I might, I might have to stop doing this after t- that sitcom. Really made me feel bad. I felt like I was stuck in a in a, a cul-de-sac of my own making. Cut to the comedy awards next year, and new sitcom award goes to Wacky, Wacky Boys. Boys. <laughs> well, it's been a real privilege working with us. It's been a whole. We've been working hard all our lives, and I just want to thank a few people who got us here today. I want to thank my mother and my father, and of course God. Um, and also, would yeah, you well, thank God? Uh, uh, no, of course I wouldn't. Well then, and then I would hand the trophy to you, and then you'd do your speech. Thanks. I want to thank my mother, my father, and God. Yeah, God's important. I want to make God. <laughs> God's really important Paul. to our work. Paul. Yeah. It's getting dark in here. Platter. Splatter. What does it matter? Pick one now. I have to say splatter. I find it very splatter. Sort of egregious. It's, I don't find it egregious, but I don't think it stands up now. I don't think you can even enjoy it ironically now. No. That that light oh, has that no bulb. have a lamp in. I didn't <laughs> even have a bulb in. have a bulb in. Right. Oh, we all learn something, don't we? And I've learned I'm a dopey shit. So it's uh, two splatters for two. Two splatters. Maybe the third one will turn it around. Here. Let's find out. Oh, Eli, did you do a fart no. and now you're sitting in your own mess? No, I did not. Did you stick or twist? <sighs> <laughs> yeah, that, did you do a fart? No. You did, though. No, I didn't. I don't know what. This is childish and annoying. And I think everyone agrees with me when I say this. Your fixation on on poo yeah. is childish and annoying. I think you'd poo. You... I'd poo. Yes, I do. Every day, Paul. Everyone I, has to poo. It's normal and a grown-up and something humans have to deal with. I think you'd want to fart less if it came out your penis. That's all I'm saying. If you, if if people farted out of their... If men farted out of their penis... If men... This is what we have come to on this show now, Paul. If every time if a man farted, farted, it came out of their penis, I think there'd be a lot less of it. It'd be a different world. Wouldn't it? <laughs> I just don't know why that's amusing to me. It would... Uh, you'd still have to fart. I mean, um, no, because all the air gets rerouted. How would you stop it? You couldn't. Exactly. You'd have to, like, muffle it with your hand. Like, let's just grab the helmet, grab the top of it, then dip it in chocolate, and then take it out, and then dip it in dry ice. Oh, here we go. And then slide it off the shaft. It's the molten Mowbray pork pies all over again. Imagine if the head of your penis looked like a molten Mowbray pork pie. I don't know why that tickled me so much. I'll make the jelly come out. Crack the crust, there's jelly inside. Crack the crust, me molten mulberry's itching to get out me kex. Oh, smear my pork pie jelly all over your curtains. Would you like some deviled pork, darling? Uh, oh. <laughs> you did do windy. I didn't. Anyway. You did do stinky windy. No, absolutely Mate, not. you know I'm going to find it in the audio and make it as loud as I possibly can without distorting the track. Please don't. Mike, what's it for me? Oh, give you head. <laughs>
<laughs> oh, this is a great episode. Oh. It's on now time for our final uh, vinyl selection on today's show. And this is, again, another one I found in Pinner in the same box, Mark you. This is a very nice find, I have to say, Paul. I don't want to foreshadow whether no. it's a splatter or a platter, but this is of the most interest for me for today's selection. Yes, this is from uh, Mother-in-Law Records, and it's called The Barnsley Rap by Barnsley Bill. And let's just dive into it. It sounds like this. He's not the man from Mars. He's not Johnny Be Good. He's not Johnny Reggae. He's not Captain Kirk. He's not Jill to John. He's not Flash Gordon. He's not Major Tom. But Barnsley Bill. Hip, hip, hip. Wrapping up. Don't you dare stop till you reach the top. All you girls need a lad like me to take you where you want to be. Because I'm Barnsley Bill, king at Dales. And when I rap, I never fail. All in east to leads in west. Everyone will tell thee I'm the best. Try, try, try and chips. If you wear a cap, you know it fits. Try, try, try and chips. If you wear a cap, you know it fits. Round the pub down, rock the pub up, shake your fat down, round the pub down, sub your ale up, round the pub down, do your blouse up, round the pub down. I met Wakefield Sue in the snow. She beat me at dance, but she couldn't do the rap. I said, hey there, Sue, let's not dance. We can go back to my place and give your legs a chance. She said, hey, my legs are made for walking. Hey, my mouth is made for talking. I'm Barnsley Bill. I'm quick on the quip, and I talk the legs off a train with bit. Cos now ain't the age of the train. Cos now ain't the age of the plane. Cos this is the hour of the mouth. From York in North to Derby in South. Try, try, Right, try so, 81, is it? I believe this is 1981. And it is a rap from a guy called Barnsley Bill. It is an extremely early rap record. Some believe it might Britain. be the first UK's hip-hop song. Yeah, because if you think, the usually what people say is the first sort of international rap record officially is... Yeah, um, Thingy Delight. Holiday Rap. Oh, Rapper's Delight, yeah. By the... Uh, God, Sugar brain, Hill Gang. Yeah, thank you. So my brain always is fucking blank. I keep wanting to say... This. Rapper's Delight by the Sugar Hill Gang, which was only in se- came out in 79. So only two years, presumably, before this did. Yes. It's funny, because it was an era... That was a sample, obviously, because it sampled Sheik's Good Times. Oh, yeah, of course it does. Yes. But this is not sampled. This backing track sounds much more like something... In the style of Sheik. No, in the style, really, of... It sounds like... And Ian Jury and the Blockheads backing track. No, you're right. It does have a sense of that, but doesn't... It but has a sort of Brit funk feel. But didn't Ian Jury take from there anyway in the first place? Like, he took those riffs from He did, American but he music? also... But also, there was a sort of Brit funk thing going on. Right. Which um, was sort of Britain's... Uh, musicians in Britain's sort of um, reaction to the disco thing in the States. So people like Freeze or... Okay. The Real Thing... Yeah. And it has a sort of sound of its own. High Tension is another one of those British groups. And they call it now, they call it Brit Funk. It's more, right. It's not really funk, it's more Brit disco. It's more in retrospective they've called it that. Okay. Yeah, the yeah, genre is right. known as Brit Funk. But that has a sort of Brit Funk sound and also like an Ian Jury and the Blockhead sound. Yeah. Um, it's not, the backing track doesn't seem to have been composed of samples the way that hip hop would overwhelmingly be in years to come after this. Do you see what I mean? But it's actually someone's played the bass. Someone's actually played the oh, yeah. piano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more of a disco backing than a hip hop backing. It's weird because apparently there was another single called "Free Wheeling Rap" from the same artist, Barnsley Bill. Oh, I'd love to. I'd love to get hold and of there that. There was an LP. I, I can't find it. Called the "Free Wheeling Barnsley Bill." Okay, uh, there was an LP as well. And weirdly, on the sticker here for the other single, "Free Wheeling Rap," there's a few things on here like "Mother-in-Law Records." If it ain't mother-in-law, it ain't worth a stiff. 
I don't know what that's that a reference means. to Stiff Records, which was a big label in Britain at the time, which had lots of artists like Elvis Costello um, and people like that on it. Okay, then and it... I think Ian Jury and the Blockheads was on Stiff. Okay, that they makes were, sense. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah. And then it says history repeats itself. Now wash your hands. Is that a reference to something? Isn't it history repeats itself? Is that Sheb Woolley thing? It's based on that. Sh- Remember the um... oh history repeats itself. The the assassination yeah, great, thing image. All of that. Yeah. Maybe. But also, round the rim of this I sticker. have to get hold of this LP. Yeah. If you see it, anyone, please. Well, if anyone has it or sees it in a charity shop, grab it. Right, around the rim of the sticker, it says, if you are about to remove my grooves, think twice. PRT, don't like sniveling little tea leaves, and nor do I. Thieves, tea leaves. Are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what's that saying? If are you, Someone, don't sample what we've created. Or don't take, is that the price sticker? No, it's like the label sticker on the uh, other Strange. single. So the reason why I look into it, because like, we're like, who's this Barnsley Bill? And so I went to a website called Marco on the Bass, uh, a website from a guy who loves, says here, two-tone scar, reggae, soul, and rock steady. Uh, who is Barnsley Bill, he says. First, the details. Barnsley Bill could be the man responsible for the first ever British rap record. This obscure 1981 12-inch single freewheeling rap. We have the seven. Yeah. Pre- well, this is called Barnsley Rap, so it's different. So it might be off the LP, but it's not freewheeling rap. Ah, Whatever that is, we don't have it here. Predates any UK rap record ever released. Signed by an independent label, Mother-in-Law Records, Bill took a uniquely British approach to the early 80s rap, choosing to deliver his rhymes in native northern accents. In fact, Bill is so hard, he can fold a newspaper, drive 75,000 miles a year, and eat three Weetabix. The track was produced by Ronnie Bossanova and backed by Dave's International, who supply the heavy funk riff, borrowed from the classic Shack Up. Banbara. Oh, I don't know. You know that. I don't don't know. Let's put it on now. Put Shack up. It's a heavy, heavy tune. Similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I can hear now. I don't. Th- I don't know if it's actually borrowed. I mean, I'm very familiar with that tune. I used to play that DJing. Yeah, it's a nice track. Yeah, but um, I don't doesn't jump out at me as being a version one of the other. But I mean, you know, they're similar. It's more similar to I think the Sugar Hill Gangs. The Sheik Bass. Yeah, it's got more of that going on. But anyway, for those living outside the UK, Barnsley is a coal mining town in South Yorkshire, England, located between Sheffield and Leeds. While I'm no native, my guess is that Barnsley Bill is tweaking the locals and local culture as he will. Um, how about that sound of the corn at Flugelhorn? It's quite distinct and may lend a clue to the real identity of the artist. Now, here's where's a bit of speculation. Who do you think Barnsley Bill is? The answer apparently is Horace Panther of the specials. And they did Ghost Town, right? They did, as well as... And uh, what's another good one? Um... She's much too young. They did that walla, as well. Walla, walla, uh, that one. Okay. But they're not my favourite two-tone group. You know what my favourite are? Uh, monkey, monkey boys. <laughs> I don't know. The Beat. The Beat. Who did Too Nice to Talk To. Okay. And Rat in a Kitchen. No, well, that, no that was, was UB40. 40, Fuck me. They did Too Nice to Talk To and they did um, that version of Tears of a Clown. And uh, they also did, The Beat did um, a lot of good stuff. Right, I well, think they're slightly better than the specials. I don't know much about that whole oeuvre, so I'll leave you to it. The beat were really good. Anyway, during the time after Ghost Town, when the band members were taking a break, brackets breaking up, Panther recorded the song at a lark for just £300. And rumour has it that the one and only Dick Cuthel 
laid down that unmistakable horn line. That song and another that Panther recorded as Barnsley Bill titled Wedding Rap are both long out of print. Now, underneath that, someone's replied to this comment by saying, actually, the real ID of Barnsley Bill is Rob Allen. He's a Barnsley lad born and bred. Although it's true the record was produced by Horace, as Ronnie Bossanova, the singing is all Rob, featuring vocals from Horace's then-girlfriend, Wakefield Sue. I like the, the female voice and on they, it. And they both met at Lanchester Polly. Don't you think the female voice is quite good on it? has a kind of has yeah, a flow. Like yeah, but it's also got that thing that, like, um, that we were talking about with that whole British female voice singing, which you could trace up to people like Lily Allen now, but that whole sing-song... Sing-song, half-rap, yeah. half-singing sort of style. Yeah. But she's really nice on this record. And the rapping isn't bad as well. And you know, it's very... The whole idea of a northern rapper rapping yeah. about sort of aspects of their their existence in the north. Pitman. Do you remember Pitman? No. Now, you should look into that. All right. What Pitman is it? Pitman was a sort of novelty rap act who did um, versions of like... From the 90s, though. We're talking late 90s. Yeah. In a northern accent. Like, it oh. takes tea instead of it takes two or something. Okay. He's it's got stuff all like new that. to me. Okay. Fair enough. Pit man, that. he goes down the pit. And then has, has, has songs to sing about that experience. Yeah, and it was a big thing. And he also did a version of um, Ten Tight Pints of Bitter. What was that one that he, that guy did? Roots Maneuver. What was that tune? Roots I have Maneuver. no idea what you're doing right now. You're just staring at me and saying things I can't fathom. Pitman is like a later version of Barnsley Bill, is what I'm saying. He's a rapper and hip-hop producer from Colville in Leicestershire, so it's definitely the sort of same part of the world. Yeah, so funnily enough, it does say on the YouTube videos, because obviously everyone's got an opinion that, yeah, Barnsley Bill is Rob Allen, yeah. born and bred. The record was in Bradford's Pennines Radio Top 10, made number 90 in 81. But Pitman sort of stole his act, which is funny, because he... The well, bit... to be fair, it's kind of a... It's an obvious joke that I just think people pick up on. But it was so early. It's funny to see an example of it so close to when the first rap and hip-hop would have been heard in Britain, obviously. Yeah. Now, do you know, Paul... Although someone's saying Alan and Blewett, the chip shop rapping, came before this in 1980. I want to hear that as well. I'm very We've interested in this. We've done that, though, before. No, you're thinking of um, that Rabsy Nesbit thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Sorry. we're not... Now that is. Wow. It all sounds like League of Gentlemen sketches. Have you noticed that it's as well? It's funny how it came. It was became a sort of a novelty thing that loads of people seem to have the same idea around the same time. Novelty rap. But this came out a year before... Barnsley Bill. Barnsley Bill. There were club DJs from the Midlands, and Tony Blewett was a radio presenter in South Africa these days. Probably the first UK hip-hop ever made. Only Ian Jury's Reason to be Cheerful as earlier. Yes. Reasons to be cheerful. Yeah, no. One, two... two. That two. has see, it's not, is it? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, that, it's a that tricky one, one. But the Barnsley Bill is more original, because the Barnsley Bill... Doesn't feel like that's definitely exactly the same baseline, the chic baseline from uh, Rapper's Delight, isn't it? Tony Allen, Tony Blewett were resident DJs at the Bubbles nightclub in Hinkley in the late seventies, wow. early early eighties. Bubbles, wow. Yeah, right. What a I great... bet it had a champagne glass picture for Bubbles, didn't it? Probably. It no, probably had like a neon light of a glass with bubbles coming out randomly. Now, I was thinking of Witness the Pitness. Okay, by Mr. Pitman. Was MC Pitman, which is a version of Roots Maneuvers' Witness the Fitness, which was a huge British rap okay. phenomenon. Let's have a little bit of uh, Pitman here. Pitman is here. What? Give me a 
pints of bitter. Need to have a crack. Head for the shitter. <laughs> on a cold day, and some say I'm destructive. But I'm not flaky like you, singing detective. I'm okay. Singing detective, flaky. I'm going to my mum to get a Sunday roast. See, it's all like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much the same idea, isn't it? Sort of transposing the... Um... It's kind of really hard to put a pin on them what you would call the first hip-hop. Is it because it was officially released? You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. The also, th- the thing to mention about hip-hop and rap, Paul, is in all of these sort of histories that you see on telly for years, they say the first record was um, Rapper's Delight by yeah. the, the Sugar Hill Gang. Now that the interest in it has grown and the research that's come out, is it actually, that culture actually originated in the early 70s. 73, they put it back to now. Because doesn't it go with like beat poetry and stuff like all that? All of that stuff was going on on in the early 70s. Which also split into punk at some point as well. In New York. And also getting their due as being, you know, a huge force in American and popular music. Oh, yeah. You know, it's funny for us because it's so kind of ubiquitous and accepted and crossed over rap. But it was, it seemed like a novelty to people in Britain at yeah. the time that this Barnsley, do you see what I mean? It's the only, the only context that people could give it was as comedy or, or novelty because they didn't actually, it was just too alien as an actual, as an actual pop music form. But there's also know? a sense of, like you were saying, how it, you can understand why a lot of Northerners would have done a rap song like this because of similar, but not quite the same pride in the It sort of works transposing the poverty of New York that a lot of the rappers from that part of yeah. the world were talking about when they originated it into the you know the, the, the pits and the coal the tropes, mines and the, the yeah. tropes of yeah, the yeah. north of England yeah. and I, I think it's probably done out of affection right and absolutely not this man was... is definitely into hip hop yeah. and I think you know the guys who did Barnsley Bill must have like really loved that music and said well how can we transpose that I, into something we I think they definitely did and that's another reason why I'm, this is for me a definite platter because yeah. it really it feels like they there's some respect. They're not just pastiching it for a laugh. They're sort of giving it a go. It's it's obviously a novelty, a kind of comedy record. Yes, but at the same time, they're taking it seriously and the lyrics are comparatively well written in that yeah. they use the cadence of, you know, the, the glottal stops and things in, in Northern language yeah. to kind of use the, the beats. The dialect yeah. isn't there, totally. So- if you know more about this, please do get in touch. But as it stands, I'm going to definitely give that a platter. That was a definitely. really lovely find. Yeah, very, very nice find, Paul. Uh, My pleasure. Good stuff. And uh, you know what? Not as good as the Anfield rap. Liverpool, I'd FC say I'd push it above the Anfield rap. Oh, I don't know. He hasn't got Bruce Grobelar on it. You know, I think he could. He did it cheaply, they say, if it was, in fact. 300 quid, they say. But they could have put some more sort of instrumentation on the flip because it gets a bit boring, well, just they, the backing track, doesn't it? It is just the backing track. But honestly, if you had tossed something out for 300 quid, which, to be fair, is still a lot of money back in 1980. You know, I'd probably say this has got more of a right to claim to be the first British rap record because... Than that other one, the Because that's rapping. just sort of a... That is a direct sort of answer record to... A parody. The, yeah, yeah. That you can say that's a parody because it's got the same music, but he's doing it. Whereas this, they've actually written a new, if similar, piece of music to do it to. Yeah, yeah. What a lovely find. Very well good. done, Barnsley Bill. Right, let's wrap this sod of an episode up. Oh, all good things must come to an end, and so should Cheap Show. So that's it for this week. Obviously, if you're seeing us in Leicester tomorrow, as of time of broadcast of this podcast, people in the future are going to miss out and find this all very redundant. We look forward to seeing you there. Well, and if you're not, then you can listen to next week's episode. Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah, we are doing that. Uh, there will be it's a, a video live one as well. Hopefully, it's going to be live. It's going to be live. And it's going Ooh. to be spicy. Spice up. On my bum bum. And we're going to be joined by Tom Mayhew. So that'll be lovely to have, to have him back on the show. I'll moisten the lips of my bum hole and then you sprinkle the paprika. 
How about I put a peep in your arse? Oh, you won't get a peep out of me. What if I put a sparkly wild berry peep up your chunter? Oh, you won't get a peep out of me. Do you want to just keep saying that until I laugh? Because it's going to be a... You won't get a peep out of me. What if I squeeze your cock and one came out? That you won't would get count. A pe- won't get a pee-pee out of me. Anyone? Anyone? Do you want to start this again? <laughs> yes, I do so badly. Tough. This one's oh. staying in to teach you a valuable lesson. It won't, though. I won't learn. I'll never learn. I'll say scabbage, 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 scabbage. Moisten the beard with the oil. Shut up, please. <laughs> oh. So we get through the admin. Well, do it then. Right. God, you tie me out. Everything you want is on our website. Look, all there. long story short, go to thecheapshow.co.uk. It's all there, Paul. It's, it's all, all there. there. Episode guides. What else videos, is there? Videos. Links to merch. Anything else? Links to Vivens Magazine. Anything else? Links to uh, ticket sales for Digitizer. Anything We're doing else? Digitizer. Is it four now? Digitizer Live. Anything four? else? Stop it. It's you won't get a peep out of me. It's off putting. Anything else? I'm gonna do what? I'm gonna stick a peep up your ass and then pull it out just so I can get a peep out of you. And then smell smell my peep, asshole peep. Probably, <laughs> probably not. It'll probably smell like it a, won't come out again. It'll, it'll probably get all melty. It'll probably smell like Nana's bathroom once I pull it out, right? You won't get a peep out of me. Stop saying get a peep out can of I me. Give my Twitter address now. No. If you were paying attention, you'd realise we haven't gotten there yet. Thecheapshow.co.uk, your one-stop shop for everything. It sends you everywhere. But if you want to go on Twitter, at the Cheap Show Pod. I'm at Paul Gannon Show, and Eli is... Eli Snoid, spelled Eli S-N-O-I-D. And uh, thankfully, this podcast is kept strong and kept alive by our Patreon supporters. If you'd like to become one, please give what you can, but only if you can, at patreon.com forward slash cheap show. If you can't support us that way, please just retweet, comment online. That is also lovely. Who will drizzle the libidinous oils? Down the beard and dripping on the floor. Ooh, you've worked. You've worked the waxwork. Ooh. I will pop a grape into your meters in a minute. My beard oils have stained your wax. No, in fact, I'm going to take two grapes and push them into the sides of your penis to make your mouth look like a squirrel's gob with nuts in. Ooh, the urn of the libidinous oils has been poured through the beard. And now it must stain the waxen floor. I'm going to hammer a nail into your dick onto a plank of wood. Is that all you can say? You can't even... You have got no poetry. All right. Come on. Forsooth, I doth hammer <laughs> your winky with a hammer. Let's play the fucking song. No, done... you don't... Shut up. Stop rushing me. Tonight... Oh, fucking hell. Tonight. Tonight. It's got to be tonight. I'm trying to introduce a song here, right? You guffed in my mouth There's and I said things... it was too steer. Tonight. It is right, like I'm going to fucking no, kill you. No, no, don't hurt me. Don't you fucking make me get up. I'll fucking have you. Tonight. I'll stick a flipped cluster up your nut on. Ooh. Tonight. Fucking hell, this is already way too long. Stop it. Right. Two things. Your envision is coming back Your envision. Aiming for a May live show like we did two years ago, I believe it was now, for our last Your envision. We're bringing it back. So if you're thinking about getting involved... Listen to that past episode. Listen to what got on the air and see if that's your wheelhouse and ma- more details to come in the future. How many Eurovision contests have we done on this show before? Two. We've done two. This will be our third. Well, perhaps you could put in the description for this episode the um, 
it's not time for anything that's concrete yet. This is just no, me announcing. No, you put the, which, what those episodes are, what numbers. Oh, I'll just put them as a hot link in the description to you. So when you go on your podcast app and you find the information of this episode, scroll down past all the merch and stuff. I'll put a link into the past. But basically, long story short, if you want to get involved, start your brain going. It's a song contest, everyone, that we do here on Cheap Show infrequently. It's yes. a song contest, like Eurovision, but people who listen to our show, some who don't, who just want to make a funny song, they send in the songs, we judge them. And you'll be champion of Eurovision. There's been yes. two previous winners. Yes, and th- we're going to have some. L- we're going to have some great celebrity guests voting again. We're going to do it live on Twitch and YouTube. And YouTube, uh, yeah, we're going to do it on YouTube as well. We're, it's going to be a big show, ladies and gentlemen. So please, if you want to get involved, start putting your musical hats on because uh, more information will be coming very soon. Finally, to end this week's episode, rather than just play our usual fucking outro theme, lovingly made by Brian Wecht. Um, we are playing out of this track because someone got in touch with me recently called Frederick and Frederick has a YouTube channel called Noiseland. I'm going to put a link to that in our podcast description and on our website as well. And he takes samples of like podcasts or TV shows and does a little remix and does a little thing. And he did one for us for Top Notch Western Romance, which I shared on Twitter. Very good, but we want to have as many ears on this as possible. So tonight, playing this out, it's Noiseland with his track... Top notch Western romance. See you next week. See you, everyone. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 I took it to Berlin. I took it to France. It was a top notch Western romance. Old school computer readouts. Readouts. It was a top notch Western romance. Top notch Western romance. The cold wall is making me dance. Top notch Western romance. I saw her on the Berlin Wall. She had a skirt on. Romance. The cold wall is making me dance. Top notch Western romance. I saw her on the Berlin Wall. She had a skirt on. I'm going to politely ask you to stop and move on. <laughs> so we have top notch Western romance. The cold wall is making me dance. Top notch. Western romance. I saw her on the Berlin Wall. She had a skirt on. Top notch. Western romance. The cold wall is making me dance. Notch Western Romance. I saw her on the Berlin Wall, she had a skirt on.